This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay. That's that's good. I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I got to say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community yeah. to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, feels. problem I have Certainly not something I bring up to my dad If only there were a podcast that could help me out It's for people like me that this show's about I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind that I send my problems to if I were you show at gmail.com. I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind that I send my problems to if I beautiful that's an edward john parody or cover or something yeah it's a it's an elton john parody john elway parody love to hear it love to sing it love to be elton john and that one came uh, to us from tyler uh uh, tyler uh uh, jordan from from Louisville. All, all wow. what you're saying is bad. Okay. A, and his band camp is okay. It's no, a El, John guess. Elway pass. You obviously don't know. And it came to us from Jordan Johnson from no. Louisville and his band. That's correct. He is from Louisville. Really? But everything else you said was wrong. Okay. The SoundCloud no. is Louisville born and bred. <laughs> Actually, that was uh, it was a Your Song parody. Mm. You know, that Elton John cover. That's right. Um, and it was by Jason Mars. Whoa. It's Sorry. like a mix of... John Mars. Oh, okay. Jason Mraz. Jason yeah, Mraz and Bruno Mars. And that's kind of what it sounded <laughs> like. 
Yeah, Mars being short for Marzolkowski, of course. So John Mars, mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, the only thing he'd like to plug is the continued long-term advocacy for the BLM movement. Hell yes. I'm sorry I took so long to get to his uh, friggin' shout-out then. Good man. Thank you. Great man. And great song. Much better than I. Recorded on his Indeed. voice memos, he says. So apologies for the shoddy audio. Wow. I was going to say that it was a little shoddy. But okay. He he's a noble He's a noble man. I made fun of him before I knew any of this shit. It was shit. absolute shoddy-o. And for that, I'm only going to play it once. So thank you for that. Whoa, shoddy Actually, I'm going to send him my microphone since this is my last episode. I'm retiring from... Podcasting. That's I'm gonna sort of great yeah, to hear. Careers. That's amazing. I'm so glad to to hear. I'm gonna that. follow my my passion. Nice. I, think, I don't starting care. Right I don't, after this. Yeah. Well, I don't care what it is. All right, but sweet. So you're out of it. You're out of this. Well, not really. And you're onto yeah, something better or worse or whatever. Second. It doesn't matter. You're finally. I'll stay if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a plan? Did you have a plan? My plan was for you to beg me to stay, and suddenly I can lord it over you. I can start slipping a little bit, and I can say shit like, well, I didn't want to stay. I'm doing this for you, so why don't you do this thing for a little okay. bit? Okay, so it's fully backfired, and now you revealed your plan. You revealed your evil plan, for, I guess, for through just me asking a single question, which seems seems early. To reveal the, the whole problem plan. was the full story is <laughs> yeah. that my girlfriend pulled this move and it's like working on her end. So you like shouldn't be sharing this much. And I'm like, please, 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 I'll change whatever. So now I'm doing everything. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is actually sucks, sucks, but I'll wow. fucking do it. For, so she's do doing something personal. really shitty to you and your reaction yeah, isn't to grow or learn it from you. it. It's to just turn yeah. around and do it to someone else. You're a bad I was guy. Like, That's that's a pretty good idea. You're a babe. small man. Well, she's not talking to me, so I'll say that to myself. And then I'm like, I'm going to do that to Jake. I'm going to be like, I'm going to head out and follow my passion or whatever. Obviously, I don't have a passion. Like, I don't right. like to do anything. Yeah. Um, and then you were going to say, no, don't. I'll do anything. And then, like, you would have to do this show mostly and do, like, all the work. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to be here anymore. Right. I wanted to follow my passion. And you fucking dragged me back. So, in you your do. dream world, your, your girlfriend is sort of manipulating uh and made you sad uh and is lording something over you you're miserable but then you also get to lord something over me uh making uh making me feel bad and shitty that's the that was like the goal that's what you hoped well, would happen in your in a dream world in yeah, a dream I'm world you're go. still getting manipulated by somebody i was gonna say yeah in a dream world she'd be nice to me if i could choose everything but like having had that reality (laughs) starting from there i'm out (laughs) like i want to sort of shift from there going forward but okay all right forget it forget i said anything no it's i I feel i feel like an ass but like when you said you were going to retire i just like on the sly i threw out a, a text so i already have a co-host so like it happened two seconds ago and i already changed my mind i regret it (laughs) i know know. but you i can't like fucking go like i can't take back back an offer no not like that who who did you text that was offer only you already offered it and they accepted yeah it was dave yeah man I'm gonna record. So just tell him that it was, a, it was a miscommunication. Tell him that like this is. I can't do that. Actually, I fucking yeah. grew up with Dave Rosenberg. Like 
He's one of my best so friends. What do you want me to say now? Like from a goof, I, from a joke, you you offered it? the co-hosting gig to Dave. He accepted, I, and I feel like I you're can't. making me into an asshole. But like you, it wasn't a joke or a goof. It was, it was a designed ploy to get me to feel bad and to lord something over me and and host the podcast with me under your thumb. So that's not like <laughs> <laughs> that's not like a goof. You don't just this take whole, that back. It was a uh, coup yeah, d'etat, whole... and I turned it into a coup gras. Yeah, it really was. It was a coup pas, more than anything. <laughs> that you're hosting pas. with my father. A coup pas uh, is really good. That's a good name for this for this episode. Let's call it the coup pas. <laughs> it won't make sense to people. Really, uh, <laughs> it will. I guess Dave's in charge. At fi- finally, at this moment, at uh, at minute minute eight, it'll make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll stop making sense starting at minute nine again. Mm-hmm. When we forgot this ever happened. All right. I guess let's take advantage of it. Hey, welcome to uh, If I Were You, an advice podcast hosted for now by me. <laughs> I'm Amir. And me, Jake, uh, my, with my future <laughs> co-host, Dave. Uh, he's That's not here not right now, yet. but yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get on board. Uh, as always, these are real questions from real people. Uh, people are still sending in their problems, even though they're in lockdown. Bad things can still happen. I mean, yeah, life is still bad for still some. Still complicated, so for sure. Questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's read this one. Which was, how do I lock down a girl during lockdown? Okay, I imagine these will be a lot of the the questions that we get during lockdown. Help. My friend's sister is outrageously hot and I've crushed on her for ages, but only reconnected with them a month ago before Corona Palooza. They both want me to come over soon so we can all get high together, and I get the impression that the sister in particular wants me over because she keeps asking about it. Should I should I go for it now, despite cases in my state continuing to rise? What if she gets tired of waiting and goes for a more devil-may-care type? The friend is on board and a total wingman, so I feel confident about my chances if I really went for it. But I don't want to get sick or pass it on to anyone else. Thanks, love. And then this girl uh, gave a fake name. Okay, so a friend. This girl wants to hook up with her friend's sister. Yeah, and they invited her over to get high. The sister is going to be the wingman. That's what she says. The friend is on board and a total wingman. So, um. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be more cautious than I am, so I'll let you answer the question. Well, she says she doesn't want to get sick or pass it on to anyone else. You obviously can't get high with two other people if you don't want to get sick. That's how you get sick, is you just, you're sucking on a joint and licking a bong and doing a smoke fucking ring, a vape trick or two. And then eventually one of the aerosol particles leaves her mouth. She's infected, obviously. You're not smoking through a mask. That's not devil may care. That's devil's lettuce. (laughs) You're getting high on her own supply, a.k.a. COVID-19. And you are 19, which means it's probably fine for you. But where do you live? At home? With a relative? Perhaps a great uncle? Yeah, she lives with a great uncle. They're going to get infected and be like, yeah, sorry, Sorry, uh, uh, Mortimer, but I wanted to hook up. Uncle Morty, Uncle Morty is now dead because of you. <laughs> yeah. How's that? How's that for <laughs> devil least... may care? Devil did care. Devil took Morty. <laughs> devil took him right down to Georgia. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he cared a lot. Yeah. You, you, you hand-delivered him someone. 
Uh, so it does sound cool and fun, but I'm afraid there is a risk of you getting sick. There's definitely a risk. You could do a Zoom getting high hang. You could do, well, people doing social distance, backyard, outside. It depends where you live, obviously. Um, but if there's, if the cases are low in your city, you could do like an outside hang. I guess you're trying to hook up with somebody and it seems like that's just not in the cards these days. Not yet. Yeah. Well, she says cases are rising. So maybe she's like a Florida, Arizona, California girl. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's no bueno. That is no bueno. What about if they, they can adopt the NBA philosophy? Uh, you get tested and then you go to Orlando. Okay, that's the bubble. Quarantine yourself for two weeks. Uh, sister, you, sister's friend, all in three different rooms. You test when you get there. Then you st- quarantine for 14 days, regardless of the results, because that might be a false positive. And then if, at the end of the two weeks, you get tested again, and it's another negative, obviously, then you can get high with them with uh, some peace of mind, knowing that you have a devil may care who gives a shit attitude. <laughs> That's cool. And then when you go home, you got to quarantine for two weeks there away from Uncle Morty. So that's yeah. a month. That's one month of your time for one night of wild fucking. And maybe that's worth it. Yeah. I don't know. So you're sort of, you're like casual, like who gives a shit? But at the same time, you're like, let's spend two weeks at a fucking Hampton Inn. And you have to make sure that the hotel room wasn't used right. in the last week either. I don't know what what it's like to be single right now, but I imagine I would be doing stuff like that. Like, I would sit in a room for two weeks to get laid, I think. I quarantine somewhere. <laughs> a two-week pre-date to quarantine, then you get tested, and then you go on one date. It's you not get that, it's coffee like, with someone. It's like love is blind. They didn't see each other. They talked uh, kind of in two separate pods for a couple weeks. Then they got, then they proposed to each other. Then they got married. That's love is blind. And that's what we're doing right now. It's the perfect show for quarantine. You can learn a lot from that show. (laughs) You can also um, get like, have meet up in a way that's a little more safe than indoors getting high. Like if you guys are outside wearing masks, mostly getting high but then you know the whole hooking up part isn't very social distant Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's the part that's tough but i mean you could hang out a decent amount and then you'll they'll decide how much you like them how much you want them uh before you you decide to take the risk that's cool if you're like if you want a couple like safe social distance dates and you're like this person's great i really want to hook up with them it's gonna be worth it to wait two weeks to quarantine to take two covid tests <laughs> to fucking make out with my dream COVID tests, friend sister covid tests here are free is that the case everywhere do you know new york city people handing out free tests when necessary um i think i think my brother paid like 20 bucks for his or something it was cheap i don't think it was i don't think it was free he got a free antibodies test wow and ever no no antibodies uh he hasn't gotten the results. don't answer that that's against his hippocratic oath we can't answer really? that question i don't think it yeah. is the I, no, maybe. okay we can't i'm being wait information. i've been subpoenaed <laughs> holy shit i've been served <laughs> what does it say what the fuck <laughs> just for saying you're not sure or he didn't get his results yet <laughs> yeah that's nothing a cease and desist because i released the list <laughs> 
a cease and insist, as in they're suggesting I go to prison for this. For incest. Um, what was I going to ask about um, testing? Oh, yeah. If you're positive, you shouldn't pay. So you should only pay if you wasted their time getting a negative result. It's like you could have just assumed you were negative. You have to pay me $40. But if you actually have corona, it's like it's good you did the test and this one's on the house. That's what do you think of that def- bad idea? That's great. And if they're trying to like make you pay, if you have coronavirus and they're like, okay, well, that'll be 100 bucks for the test. It's like, oh, okay, let me get my wallet. And then you start going, <coughs> like coughing in their direction. And they kind of like back away, you know? That's cool. Yeah. So then they think that like, you there's have There's a way to get this test for free. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And you then when you go the to get the free. test, yeah. <laughs> when you get the test, you shouldn't take your mask off because you could be like, this is too unsafe. And they're like, we have to swab your nose. We have to, you have to spit in a cup. You have to do something like that. And you're like, I'm not taking this fucking mask off. You better tell me if I'm sick or not without me like bending over and kowtowing to your policy or whatever. I'm not going to so kowtow. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're too busy not kowtowing. They're testing. I don't know. They'll figure it out. Probably your ear or something, or they'll, they'll find a way to like get it through your eye or some shit. Yeah. And then if you get like a positive, then it's like you, you really had it. Cause they were able to tell even while you were still wearing a mask. <laughs> um, sweet. So how did your test go? I was forcibly removed from the urgent yeah, care center for making so. a series of demands i thought so uh i assume i do have it because as i was leaving the nurse said hey everybody that got a test positive can you help me <laughs> spit this guy out of here are you trying and to get then, your uh, test still are you trying to go to the um like dodger stadium yeah i'm thinking about it i had an appointment and then i read some harrowing tweets about how the lines were like two to three hours long so i said all right maybe i don't need to get a test right now since i'm feeling fine do you still feel fine yeah oh. unfortunately i just give me a fucking reason to go i want to know i want to get some data i want to be like when i look at the stats i want like you know to look at one of those numbers and know that like that's me right there recovered asymptomatic yeah a, a case where nobody had it or how many people were tested today in america Six hundred thousand. that would have been 599 without me are you partaking in any behavior that would result in you potentially getting it that's a good question uh, I mean, I'm walking around my neighborhood with a mask, so there's a slight risk. I'm going to a grocery store every once in a while, slight risk. I attended a rooftop uh, phone booth party, which is like, see how many people you can cram into like a rooftop pool phone that booth might, area. I feel so like that's like a risk. That's a huge risk. Uh, oh, else? and I did a, I did some yard work out front, but I was wearing right. a gas mask. That's, so that's I mean, probably that's totally a very, fine. very, very slight risk. I mean, so you between went the to... phone booth party and the yard work. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing less believable than you doing yard work. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. And uh, I can't wait to hear your unsolicited advice. I know you've dived nose deep into this new hobby of yours so you are not going to want to miss this oh wow uh okay yeah yeah fuck <laughs> uh we'll be back after these messages thank you to all form for sponsoring this episode of our show oh yeah baby well if you've been listening to the show you know we love our helix mattresses correct so in an exciting turn of events helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas what? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. 
they sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but okay. fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping. And there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you. And it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect oh. sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a awarded the number one best overall mattress uh pick of 2019 by gq and wired so it's not just us cool gq and wired likes them too yeah and i'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can wait it doesn't matter who's who's yeah right that, that part okay. doesn't matter all right sure you just go to helix yeah, yeah no. just go to helix sleep.com slash if i were you you take that two minute sleep quiz you don't necessarily have to get into a fight mm-hmm. with anybody while you're doing it. just take that two minute quiz to, but some people and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes yeah. and that's part of the issue okay yeah they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life and now Right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if I were you for up to $200 off. Damn. Thank you, Helix. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? You know, I don't know if this is like unsolicited advice, but it's just something that I got into like I'm, I don't know, like a 50-year-old man or something. I just, I signed up for an Ancestry.com account. I have no idea why. I feel like... It was a really convincing banner ad. (laughs) I'm too young to give a shit. Um, But it's kind of interesting. Like you fill in, I, I did like a free trial and you like fill in your parents and their parents and everything you know and then like it just links you with a bunch of other people who have also done it and like done a way more work than i have um and then it just like helps you fill in your family tree so how is this not more than like 30 minutes like are you then going back to the website and filling in more stuff interviewing more people trying to grow the tree like how is it an active community um i people like add stuff all the time there's like at least like in in my family tree i'm finding like images scanned of like immigration manifests in like 
New York in 1903 and stuff. And then there's like baptism records in England from 1658. Like, yeah. Related to your family or just like, they're just brat? No, just fucking pictures that I can see. (laughs) (laughs) Oldest baptism record from Wembley. (laughs) So what have you learned? Um, I guess not really that much that I didn't know. Maybe the most interesting thing is that like a solid portion of my um, family on like my grandma's side uh, lived in Nova Scotia for a very, very long time. Mm. Uh, so I never really thought that I had a relationship to Canada. I feel like when you're when I was growing up, my mom was like, you're English, Irish on my side and on your dad's side, you're Austrian and Russian. And I'm like, all right. That makes sense. And then I like, and it's, and it is mostly true, but it's kind of interesting because with this thing, you can see like your 10th great grandfather's name and where they, where they came from. I mean, on my dad's side, it doesn't, it, he doesn't know the name of his father's grandparents. So that, so that limb of my tree is dead. I can't get any further back. <laughs> it has rotted down to the branches, dried off and crumbled. Does that mean other people in your distant family have done this and you're seeing their data as well? Yeah, there's like some people that I I can see like, oh, my, my straight up cousin Navua did this. And I'm like, and I can tap into her tree. Like she might've spent like hours on this thing, but I just get to, I get, I just get to cheat. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, my grandma's grandma that I can link that and I get that I have access to that entire tree <laughs> branch now. Um, Got it. So, cause like, I mean, once you go for, far enough back, like there's, it, I don't know, the, it's, the branches are so um, vast. Yeah. That like, you can just tap into another network and like, um, I, I find out like the maiden name of my great, great grandmother. And then it's like, potential father potential mother like shows up and then you can kind of like link that it's interesting (laughs) i see i see so then does it tell you like all right this person might be a distant cousin of yours and they live in new york city or is that like a privacy issue um i guess they might they might tell you that i've only been dicking around on it for like 48 hours but i'm kind of yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll check back later and how did you get into it i have no idea i i think like every once in a while i like i guess something i I like doing is like asking about like old i like seeing like old photo albums i like um finding out addresses like my i think my grandma wrote like a a book like a fake little book in like third grade about where she was growing up it was like one of her school books and it had her address in it and on one of my cross-country drives i like found the address and I found her old house. So I like like family history stuff like that. Um, and this was like an extension of that, I guess, driven by uh, boredom of being in lockdown. Is Jill part of it? Like, is your married family part of the tree or is that you don't get access to that? Um, well, Jill could make an account. I could, I think I could maybe do that. I'm not entirely sure. I've only been looking at like um, where my, ancestors came from though um but in theory in theory like yeah like if jill and i have a child then like our two branches (laughs) link uh wow and then that's almost reason enough (laughs) yeah she's part all of these other people it's crazy though it is really it's wild have you done 23 and me i have done 23 and me 
is this sort of related to that? Like, it, it, yeah, but you know, twenty three and me is like you are Scottish, but like now I straight up because of these like birth records and stuff, like I know where in Scotland um, and Ireland my ancestors were from. Have you fact checked the two to see like, oh wait, twenty three and me said I was forty percent Irish, and this ancestry says I'm like barely Irish at all. Um, actually I haven't, but it, so far it's definitely seemingly confirmed what I saw in 23andMe and what anybody could kind of assume just by looking at me. Which was half English, half not. Yeah. English, Irish, Scottish, some kind of UK mixed with some kind of, um, I guess, what is that? Like broadly European Jew type thing? Eastern European Jew guy? Eastern European. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew I was Austrian, but this thing says that the town that my, like, ancestors left from is now part of Poland. So it's not like, I don't know, kind of interesting. It's kind Kind of of interesting interesting. to me and not interesting at all to anyone else. But that's why I recommend it, because you can find (laughs) it out about you, which is good. I also saw that, wait, sorry, one last thing, one last thing. My great-grandfather spelled his last name Horwitz as recently as like 1920 or something like that, like filled out the census and wrote Horowitz and then Horowitz. Yeah. H O R O. And it's just not that. What do you think? You think your life would be that much different if you're a Jake Horowitz versus a Hurwitz? I think so. I think it'd be super different. (laughs) I wonder if you're related to Dan Gerwich, which is like probably another bastardization of Horowitz. That's actually when I started at College Humor, my dad asked me to ask Dan something about his like grandfather or something. I forget. We found out we were not related, but it is like this. I think that's essentially what it was. Gordovich. Yeah. It's all from like the same part of Eastern Europe and then like mistranslated. I was going to ask, is anybody else in your family interested in these results? You say it's only interesting to you. Like, are you telling your mom and dad about it? Um, I think my mom and dad seem interested. Um, but I'm on like a text thread with my family and I like mentioned some stuff and people said it was cool. So I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I I think it's really interesting. It's fascinating to me. No one else. That's why I recommend (laughs) it. You can find out something about yourself. Maybe. Ancestry.com. I feel like that's like been around since like the nineties. That website. Uh, Definitely. I think it's not like, it's definitely not sleek. I, I wonder, there's prob- There's a chance that there's like a better one out there. I think it, I clicked it from like a New York Times ad or something. Yeah, it's like uh, classmates.com. What is that one? It's like, find find out where the guy you went to high school with is now. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, it's exactly that. Old banner ads from like the early internet. Uh, all right, solid tip. I don't think I'm going to do it, but I would totally want one of my brothers to do it. Do you, do you think that there's records that go back far from your for your family uh i don't know because it's very non-american like none of us were born in america so i don't know if that hurts my chances of having records i think i think it does it seems i mean that's like on my dad's side they there was like obviously they were in some shit in poland in like the 1900s and there's no records they just they they don't exist and then on my mom's side it's like i going back to like the 1500s yeah it's like if you came here on the Mayflower, we have everything nice and yeah, organized for you. And if you moved here in the last 30 years, good luck. 
it's definitely a privileged thing to know where your ancestors came from, but it's it's interesting if you can do it. Didn't you say one of your relatives fought in the Civil War? Uh, yes, I think they did. Wow. Uh, I think multiple of them did. Jesus. So part of your family's been in America for that long? Yeah, I mean, there were there were people that came to America on my grandma's side and like, and on my grandfather's side. On my mom, people on my mom's side basically came here in like the 1600s. Jesus Christ. They were, they were pilgrims. I mean, at a certain point, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm, I'm at my 13th great grandfather uh, in Glasgow, <laughs> but still, cool, still kind of cool. Uh, let's do a quick search for when did pilgrims come to America. 1620 is when the Mayflower arrived. Okay, sixteen twenty is when the May- and I'll go back to my furthest ancestor that I could find. Uh huh. Is whoa? He's from England. He looks like Zac Efron. This guy's really <laughs> hot, actually. He has acid wa- wash jeans and an eight pack. This was in the seventeen hundreds, and he can sing. He has an eyebrow piercing. This dude straight up was a pilgrim, George Henry Fay. That's that's my ancestor that left Hampshire, England, and came to New Hampshire, New England. He left Hampshire, England, and he died in Essex, Massachusetts, in 1655. Wow. Yeah, that's some pilgrim shit right there. That's some pilgrim shit. George Henry Fay. Uh, all right. Why don't we call this guy who just wrote into our podcast George Henry Fay? Don't desecrate my thirteenth great grandfather with this well, this, this guy, guy who's trying to fap while his parents are home or something <laughs> i don't i won't have it no this guy's kind of a modern day pilgrim in a way uh so he says george writes here's the sitch i'm 21 and on a three-year dry spell oh i do not that wouldn't happen to highest... george henry he was a proud pilgrim an explorer an adventurer a family man <laughs> He does not have the highest self-confidence, and he's rather shy and awkward in social situations. However, when I'm drunk, I'm a smooth man. Oh. I had a girl over at my a place at a party recently, but I but after I have not been able to continue anything with her while sober. Should I just become an alcoholic? I signed up for an improv class to try to break out of my shell. Looking for any ideas on how to better my game. Have you guys always been funny and confident? Or did you have shy years and struggle around new people? And, oh, yeah, I just got on this podcast, and I'm on episode 97 with Thomas Middleditch. Good stuff. Dope. Thank you. Man, he's going to have a lot of episodes to listen to before he finds out if we answered the question. Yeah. So should he become an alcoholic? I mean, there's Um, something to that. If you're never confident and only confident when you're drunk, if you're always drunk, like, what's the downside to that? Um, well, you could ask uh, John George Fay, my great 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 grandfather, who actually uh, was an alcoholic and died an early death. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Lost his that. wife, they... Mrs. Lucy Fay, <laughs> in 1645. That's they know that. That's they real. Know when yeah. he lo- when he got divorced, <laughs> how he died. <laughs> <laughs> they say his last words here on Ancestry.com. <laughs> I'm a little bitch boy. Wow. Oh, my God. Don't take they the path. Yeah. I guess that's a public record. Um, I think one thing that I, that I would say is that you might think you're smooth 
when you're drunk. You might think you're smoother than you are when you're drunk. Being drunk gives you a little bit of confidence. But remember also when you're drunk, people around you are drunk. So it, it just kind of... Hopefully. It's not just about you like being like, I'm a better version of myself when I'm drunk. It's like, oh no, like everything's just a little easier and looser when when people are drunk, when there's drinking involved. So I don't I don't know if that like helps that much, but just don't don't think of alcohol as like this thing that fixes you. Yeah. And uh, would you say you have more confidence or you're funnier when you're drunk or has that translated? Oh, me? Yeah. I'm the man when I'm drunk. And the drunker I get, the cooler (laughs) I get. One time I was so trashed that I fell asleep on the floor of a frat house and everyone was like, he's the man, I think. I was passed out, so I don't remember. Yeah. And everyone else was sober because this was a Tuesday during finals week. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Who's that confident-ass guy who's so funny? Confidence is attractive. Confidence is what you want. You, But I don't think that being drunk gives me confidence. I think confidence is something that's there anyway. And alcohol maybe just like lowers, lowers um, like your inhibitions a little bit more. Yeah. I don't think I was confident. Like I remember having to like strike up the nerve to start a conversation with somebody at a, in a social setting. Cause I always felt like that was a, everything you do sounds cheesy to some, in some way. So it's like, yeah. you don't want to come up and be like, Hey, how are you doing? What's your name? Where are you from? Et cetera. I don't, I never want it to be like predatory. Yeah. I feel like there's different versions of confidence where like the confidence that I'm thinking about is just like, uh, standing tall, having a good time and if you get introduced to somebody being like uh i don't know knowing all the words to say shaking a hand uh not being shy and timid like in the moment but like being able to go up and talk to somebody like oh yeah i'll go talk to that group of people hey everybody how's it going like that's (laughs) that confidence like borders on insane to me i've I feel like you and I have been in situations where like we want to talk to people at a bar and we just sort of like sit there and talk about how we're going to do it. And if we can do it, never, ever end up doing it. Right. Like trying to like muster up the courage and confidence to approach a group of people we don't know. But I think that's a nice way to be like too shy to talk to somebody. But if they talk to you, you can hold your own in a conversation. That's the that's the level. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. Also, it, it comes, like, age is such an important factor. Like, if you're with someone who's, if you're uh, in a group of people, or if you see a group of people that are younger than you, you feel like, oh, I have the confidence right now, because, you know, what uh, those guys are 29, I'm 37 now, I can talk to them, what's the big deal? But, like, when you are 25, you're not seeing right. a lot of, like, 12-year-olds at a bar, so you never feel the If you are, you're at the wrong bar. Difference. Yeah, but you got that, yeah. like, you got that old man confidence. That's, that's what cool. you want. That's what that's you want. Why you, old, want to, you want to go out in dockers. That's, dockers that's why and, old people drive so insanely. Like, imagine <laughs> having the confidence of an 89-year-old. You're just fucking backing out of a drive. You're like, I don't give a shit. I'm fucking right. 89. You're 40. <laughs> that's like the equivalent of me like being nervous to talk to a toddler right now. I'm never nervous to fucking approach a two-year-old. You I'm should like, hey, be a little up? nervous. I'm fucking... <laughs> 
nice to meet you. Put her there, buddy. Because, like, yeah, I'm just like, I want to fucking you talk approaching to this person. Mano Imano. <laughs> yeah, what's your name? Douglas or some shit? They can, they can barely talk. I don't think, well, I don't think they're, politics. like, just learning words. They can't talk yeah. politics. I and don't they're know. shy, they you vote. know? You like, they're hugging, like, the mom's leg. And you're like, why is this 37-year-old approaching me? Like, I just want to fist bump the little guy. What's his name? <laughs> Something like that. If I'm trying to strike up a conversation with the mom or whatever. Are you trying to strike up a conversation? I feel like I'm on trial here. You are. (laughs) This is the people versus Amir Blumenfeld. Oh my God. I'm sorry for fucking fist bumping. You annoyed a baby, sir. I wanted to give him a high five. Sorry about that. I thought it was a cute thing to do. And suddenly I'm nervous. (laughs) Now I'm nervous because the judge is older than me. I thought you were confident. (laughs) I am. Or I was. I'm wasted. And it's Monday morning, 9.30 a.m. I don't have the fucking confidence to talk to my lawyer. You know, I do feel like... a 53-year-old. I feel like this guy guy in improv class might help him be confident. Because improv is all about, like, adapting and yes-anding and communicating with people. And I think a lot of confidence around approaching people comes to, like, what am I going to say? So that, that could help. But you don't have to be drunk all the time. That's dangerous. Definitely. And there's cute ways to be shy and quiet, stoic, you know? Yeah, like if you're that cool guy at the bar and you have a fucking book in your back pocket and you're just like, why is that guy there reading at the bar? Oh, sorry, it's just fucking Grapes of Wrath. I haven't yeah. dug into this one since high school. And yeah, it's, it's annotated a, and shit. It's a dog-eared copy of my Steinbeck novel. <laughs> your Steinbeck novel? <laughs> I will. I borrowed it from the library. And it's mine. You have to return that, by the way. Excuse me one second. I ordered jalapeno (laughs) poppers 20 minutes ago, and I'm just wondering where they are. (laughs) The cover is coming off your book. You can't return it in this condition. You have to buy it. Well, I can't afford the poppers and the book. I don't even have a library card. I came here to this bar to eat a snack. (laughs) Oh, they're really spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Penthouse falls out from behind the book. Fuck. (laughs) I was gonna squeeze one out and now I'm all fucking spiced out. What did you say your name was? Do you have ranch? (laughs) I'm just trying to enjoy my copy of Steinbeck. Do you have ranch for these poppers? The sauce is so fucking room temp. I really need a refrigerated ranch to go with my Steinbeck. I chipped my goose (laughs) on this glass. And I cut my tongue on a toothpick with the poppers. You don't need a toothpick in the poppers. They're going to fuck. They have structural in- integrity. Jesus Christ. Um, all right. So I guess that's how you get confidence. Yeah. Grow older. Grow older. Uh, get get funnier. Go to the improv class. Good for you. Be older, funnier, smarter, and holier than thou. And after you're all those things, you won't need another drop of alcohol for as long as you live. Good man. Have you been wasted recently? Like, do you still get wasted now that nobody can go anywhere? Um, I did get kind of drunk. I mean, I've definitely been trashed in quarantine times, but not like, not like I used to, where like we would, we could like go out to a bar and I'd like get like, vodka red bull and you know like be like wild and crazy jazz it's more like oh man i i forgot i like didn't eat a big enough dinner and i haven't drank in a long time and i had two whiskeys on a zoom and now i feel like kind of sloppy like that that's happened 
Yeah. Um, not fun. I'm not fun party drunk. But there was one night no. where we went. Where I went on like a walk with somebody and got like one of those to go cocktails and they filled it to the top with whiskey. And I got kind of drunk and that was I wonder fun. if they're doing that in LA. I haven't seen like, what you're going to take an Uber to a bar and get it to go whiskey. I don't think that happens out here. It's, yeah. It's very different. It's not a walk in city like New York. No, or maybe it's happening. I just, I'm just uh, <laughs> not invited, I guess. Um, yeah, that's fine. That Whatever. I don't need friends. Not really. Yeah. You don't really need them. It's good. You don't need them. You don't have any. But that's fine. Well, I want them. I want them is all, but I don't have them. No, I just think it's what cool. I want is, you made peace with not having friends. That's really awesome. Yeah, you don't need them. You not, don't have them. And you'll not, never get them. So that's that's good. Yeah. That's that you're not fine peace. with that. No, I'm not. Pe- yeah, I'm not at peace. I'm at war with not having friends, <laughs> and I'm waving the white flag. I'm like surrendering. I'm like, all right, end this fucking battle. I want a buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're sort of mean spirited. Well, I'm what? You're mean spirited you and dumb. You're yeah, you're angry right now and you misheard me. <laughs> I'm seething. But I'm smiling through it. I'm You're grinning crying. and bearing it. You're crying. A I'm bit. sad. Yeah, yeah, I'm upset. There you go. And I, I accidentally bit my tongue. Yes, you. And did. I, I ate something a little spicy, and it's getting into the fucking bloodstream. And I don't know if I can have any milk to alleviate it. <laughs> this is you at, at the bar with the Steinbeck novel again. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for writing in your questions, your theme songs. Send, uh, keep sending them to if I were you show at gmail.com yes please uh, the opening song was your song which i think is another one of those songs that doesn't have the words in the song itself what's that wait say that again the song is called your song which doesn't oh. come up in the actual song the lyrics right oh and yeah. this closing one is the same deal uh it's based on a song we talked about that episode called old friends oh no bookends old friends they do say they do say bookends too um all right never mind on any of that stuff but this is a simon and garfunkel parody well then that's great uh, and he would want to shout out his podcast, First Date, Worst Date, for he is very proud of it. So thanks to Brian E. Morton for writing this theme song for us. Hell yeah. Thank you, dude. Uh, and for more of us on a podcast, you can listen to The Headgum Podcast, new episodes every Friday. Loving this week's episode. And uh, more of us on video uh, on patreon.com slash J-A. Ja. We'll be back, of course, next week, as always. And uh, thanks for listening. See ya, everybody. Later. Old friends. Old friends. Started a podcast like Dicklings. Send in your questions with luck. You'll have them answered. By the pinch and a chipmunk. Time it was, and what a time it was. A time of loneliness, a time of viruses, of Zoom conferences. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, I'm Finn Wolfhart. And I'm Billy Brick, and welcome to Lackluster Video. Lackluster Video is a film podcast hosted by us. Two friends, writing partners, and idiots who love movies. Each week we're going to be watching and talking about a movie together or with a special guest. We're watching movies from every genre. From micro-budget Japanese zombie movies. To Aaron Sorkin's award winners. To Adam Sandler's least critically acclaimed works. 
And that's not all. We'll also be talking about movies that don't exist based on randomly generated suggestions. For example, if I gave Finn a sci-fi movie called 2038 Rapture starring Demi Lovato and Sean Combs, he would say it's... Demi Lovato has to use her booming voice to save the world as Sean Combs plays his producer. They, and they, they have to do this in order to beat, beat it, beat, beat the aliens. It's not my best, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, to become a member of Lackluster Video... All you have to do is subscribe. Subscribe.